Okay, hi everyone. Welcome back to Possible to Find the podcast. The podcast where this is as loud as I can talk because I truly saw the face of death over the weekend. <laughs> Why? Uh, bronchitis? Um, I, well, I guess it wasn't bronchitis. I think it's like this weird kind of flu. Rocky, this is important. Oh my god, I'm sorry. He's losing his shit. You need to leave, sir. Sir, go. He's like, you guys need to read your Sugar Bear hair ads. <laughs> read the script. Oh, he's um, just so excited. He just loves being our PR manager. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure no one cares, but the last Wednesday I was like, you guys, I think like I'm a little sick. Tee hee hee. <laughs> well, bitch, was I in for it because every single day I just got worse and I like stayed home from work on Friday and all weekend, I just had, like, such a high fever. Like, I was just, like, pouring sweat out of every pore, just 24-7. Aww. And I, like, had all this, like, mucusy cough. And I, like, blew my nose, like, 37 times a minute. Like, my nose is, like, peeling layers of skin. Aww. Oh, God, that's the worst. Yeah. And I have, like, no voice. Yesterday, I went to work. And I went to work. And that's, that was, like, day five yesterday, and I still had a fever. I had a d- fever for five days straight, nonstop. That's bad. And, yeah, and yesterday I went to work, and I was, like, so delirious and, like, so out of it. I, like, barely even remember going. And I, like, went home afterwards, like, at, in the, at my lunch. And when I came into work today, they were like, yeah, you should not have been here yesterday. Because I was just, like, my boss, like, has his desk fan. He, like, moved it in front of my computer. And it was just, like, mm-hmm. literally blocking my screen because I was so hot. I, like, thought I was going to pass out. And I was just sweating. Like, my hair was just Aww. soaked. It's crazy. But I'm I'm feeling better. Like, I don't have a fever anymore. But I That's also good. don't have um, a voice. So this is me. This is the voice you're going to get for the podcast. Well, thank God you my... have that great audio now. I know. But, you guys, I have to apologize to you because last week I was talking way too close to the microphone because in my old phone, I literally had to hold the micro- like the phone up to my mouth and, like, yell just to get that quality of audio. And so it was, like, just a habit. And then this past week when I listened to last week's episode, I was like, ew. Like, you can hear every time I say, like, a P word, like, my breath. And it was so infuriating. So... I know better now. It's a learning process switching these phones, but I hope the audio. I know, better. and I just listened. I just listened to last week's too, and I feel like I was talking quietly because I was like, like I was like packing, so I had my phone down, and I was like, oh, now Morgan has good sound quality, and now I'm fucking it up by like <laughs> holding my phone across the room and screaming at it. <laughs> <laughs> you have your phone outside, <laughs> I'm just yelling out the window. Um. But you know what? What would this podcast be without shitty sound quality? It's what makes a podcast. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, it what makes me leave the podcast. <laughs> um, so Megan, tell us about Ireland and Spice Girls and excuse me while I cough, but keep talking. Oh my god, it was <laughs> clearly amazing. I am still in recovery, but the Spice Girls were fantastic. Um, we had pretty good seats, so we were able to see and hear everything, but apparently I read today that some people who were, like, up high had really bad problems, like, with the sound quality, like, couldn't hear anything. That's what I read today, too. I just can't relate, because we had very good seats, and it was all amazing. So that sucks for them, but 
not for me. And yeah, uh, <laughs> it looked like a lot of fun. And I could hear like on your your stories, I could hear it so well. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't experience any of those problems, luckily, because that would have been really kind of depressing. Um, yeah, and I have been listening to Spice Girls music ever since. I just cannot get enough again. And I just want to give like a special shout out to some of the underrated Spice Girls songs that maybe we didn't appreciate as much as we should have when we were like six. Um, specifically, something kind of funny. Okay. Last, last time lover and naked because those are bops and I just cannot stop listening to them. Um, naked, a fucking bop. Yeah, right. They're just so good, and I feel like yeah. we didn't appreciate them in their own time. So Dude, I'm gonna give them so the, good. Yeah, I'm just gonna give them the appreciation they deserve now. I remember back in the day when they would go on tour and they would perform naked. They would sit like backwards on a stool, like on a chair. Mm-hmm. And they would be, like, topless, and it would be, like, so scandy. Oh, well, I will say they didn't actually perform naked, but that was just, that's just been on my playlist. <laughs> Good to know. Maybe we should make a pop culture swine playlist. That would be fun. Oh, my God. Well, it's going to include every single Spice Girls song ever. <laughs> it's going to include Spice Girls songs in sicko mode. <laughs> <laughs> the song repeat. <laughs> Have you guys heard um, of Travis Scott? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the concert was amazing and it was I it was funny because the concert was on our first night there so and it was like amazing so we were like how is the rest of the trip gonna measure up to that but it really did it was great I just love it I love it there so good can't wait to go back fun I'm glad you had fun that it looked like a lot of fun <laughs> yeah too much fun <laughs> honestly but hey we're here I'm here I made you it you made it <laughs> You made it home. Welcome back to America. Thanks. And I'm just going to sleep all weekend now. So now all I have to do is get through one more day. Two more days? Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Um, We're on our work from home Friday schedule now. And I have a summer Friday. So, you know, a day Ooh. and a half. A day and a half. Whoop, whoop, party. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Fun. Well, Megan. Got oh my God! To... Can I can I take the wheel? Can I take the wheel? Is it my Please. turn? Please, it is. So, guys. <laughs> oh wait, wait, week... wait, 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 wait! Before we move on to the Spice Girls, I actually have. I just have a question: Who were you always when you were younger? Like, which Spice Girl were you? I think we talked about this before, but I have a, the flu, so excuse um, me. Yeah, that's a good question. I think I think in my mind when I was younger. Well, I think I wanted to be sporty. Oh, we did talk about this. Yes, I remember being sporty for Halloween once. And I think I was, honestly, I think I was Jerry for Halloween once, another time. And But I think as I've grown into an adult, I've become more of a Jerry. So I'm stick, well, Ginger, I'm saying, you know. But I'm still going to stick with Ginger. Very nice. She's underrated. And you were a posh, yes? Of course. And I mean, come on, who else would I be? I know. I will say, um, didn't really notice that she wasn't there. Not going to lie. Oh, fuck off. I know that that's like really offensive to some to say, but let's be real. I'm a huge Victoria Beckham fan, but I can't say that I've ever been the biggest posh spice fan, if that makes sense. I was just always into her because she was like the slutty one and I was like a slut. 
even as like a five-year-old I was like ah, I want to be fun <laughs> yeah no I get it I get it um but yeah the rest were I mean I don't know I, I really do love all of them now I guess I always yeah. did but it's hard to say I like baby spice too I think I'd be like 75% posh and then 25% baby spice yeah, I re- and I like, I'm loving Scary these days, too. I can't relate. She has a lot of drama in her life. And she's just <laughs> fun. They're all good. I just, it was just so good. I mean, such, like, a nostalgia factor. It was, like, I'm pretty sure we both cried at some point. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. Well, fun. I'm glad that you had such a good time. What a life-changing experience. It really was. Um, all right. Speaking of life changing, on round two of Pop Cultured Swine Icebreakers questions. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Morgan, what would your Real Housewives tagline be? Okay, Megan. I'm so glad you asked because I constantly, and I told you this is my tagline before. I know, I know that you've, I know that we've talked about this at some point, but I honestly couldn't remember what you said. So here we are. Mine is, is in my dream world when I have a ton of plastic surgery, mine would be, my face isn't the only fake thing about me. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I like it. That's good. What is yours? um, I literally had to type it out. So I'm pulling it up. I just, I don't know. Believe it or not, for someone who loves Bravo so much, I don't have, like, a Real Housewives tagline on deck. Like, you might think I would. So I had to come up with one. Disappointing. Um, I know. But I did this to myself. It's my question. So it's my punishment. Mine is... Wait, it's my money and I need it now! <laughs> Mine is... They say New York is the city that never sleeps. But I work hard, play hard, and nap hard. (laughs) Okay, you wrote a fucking paragraph, but I love it. I know, yours was so short. Yeah, it's short, just like the tip of my nose from when I got it sucked (laughs) out of plastic surgery. Um, Speaking of, actually, this is some beef I want to squash with Megan publicly. Oh, no. Megan, you... No! You... (laughs) No, you whatever. need to no 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 no. Yes, you need <laughs> to apologize to my nose because listen, I always talk about how I want plastic surgery, and I do. But I will say that as in, uh, I don't have insecurity. Well, I don't have like facial insecurities. I just want plastic surgery. But I think that I have like a truly great nose that doesn't need anything done. And Megan sent me this picture, and this is like something I talked about at work earlier too, where I was like. You should never tell people that they look like someone because it's never goes over well. And they sent me this picture from this like woman in Ireland who's running from city council. And I will say that we had like very similar features. However, her nose was not my nose. I'll keep it at that. And I was very offended because I think that I truly have a great nose. Okay, so... Sorry, continue. I was getting ready to defend myself, but continue. Are you done? No, you need to apologize to my nose. I am. Now I'm ready to plead my case. Okay. I'll start by saying 
as someone with a rather large and prominent nose, I don't really notice noses on other people unless they are quite large and quite prominent. You, I do know, after all this time, have a fantastic nose. And it's great. So walking down the street in Ireland, their elections are going on right now. So there are like politician posters everywhere. This picture caught my eye and the face as a whole just like is you. I didn't notice the nose because I didn't think it's not that bad. It's not bad at all, actually. I don't even know why I'm saying it's not that bad. What I'm saying is I don't think it's a bad nose. But the face as a whole like bears a shocking resemblance to you in like 15 years. I was also going to say, also that woman was like a lot older than me. Yes, yes. No, I'm aware. Um, but it was, I, it, it was shocking. And yes, I know that that whole like, don't tell people that they look like people is kind of like, I get that. But no, this woman clearly just, she really looked like you that much that I had to tell you. Okay. But you could have obviously said, except for the nose, this woman had a very stretched out nose. And I have a perfect nose. And it's the only perfect thing about my face and my appearance. And so I pride myself on that. And for Megan to come at me and destroy. <laughs> it sounds like I'm emotional, but I just literally have no voice. <laughs> um, valid. And if I would have noticed that her nose was fucked up, I would have said that. But I just <laughs> her nose wasn't fucked up. However, it's just not a nose I would want on my face. <laughs> Everyone pro- is unique and beautiful. Yes, that too. Um, <laughs> well, she really fucking looks like you. It caught me off guard. So I mean, I am Irish, so <laughs> I would say so. In case anyone's wondering, Morgan's running for office in Dublin. I am. And my last name has come in the... <laughs> what was her last name? I think it was Cummins. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> I was like, come. <laughs> and then I was like, what the fuck is that nose? <laughs> uh, didn't notice. Um, <laughs> Did it? No. Sis. <laughs> oh, God. Help. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry for all this coughing. I'm really trying to pull through. Um, I think I got kind of sick when I was traveling, but I think the worst of my sickness was actually while we were there in Ireland and I really just pushed through. So feeling a little bit better now, but a lot of people are getting sick. So I feel your pain and I feel bad for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. A ton of people are sick. It's crazy. Um, including little old me. Um, little little old cum. Um, (laughs) Everyone has left the podcast. Um, I guess that we can go into um some celeb goss. If my voice gets too bad, I might make Megan take over, but we'll see. Oh man. <laughs> um, so let's let's visit our famous love to hater teen mom Janelle Evans. She Let's. is just gross, and so is her husband, and they're just terrible people. I truly look forward to the day where there isn't more in this story. Oh, shit. shit. Sorry. Rocky, go go nuts. Someone's ringing our doorbell. Who is it? We have a guest. <laughs> special guest on the podcast. God, sorry. He goes apeshit when people ring that. Um, anyway. Um, I truly look forward to the day where we don't have to talk about this story anymore. Because 
I don't like giving her a platform. Yeah, it's like sickening and not in a good way. It like literally makes me sick. It, yeah, it's the bad kind of sicko mode. <laughs> <coughs> true. Um, You're so, the bad kind of sicko mode. Yeah, also true. So, um, her and David have lost custody of all of their kids now. Not just the- Rocky. I know, bud. Um, sorry, I swear he goes nuts. These people rang the wrong fucking buzzer. Anyway, um, lean out your window and get their attention. They're already inside. Go um, in the hallway and get their attention. Excuse me. Sorry, such rude interruption. But yeah, they've lost custody of all of their kids. So we had talked about before how they had lost custody. She had lost custody of two of her kids, but they still had two of the kids at home. Mm-hmm. Now they have lost custody all of her kids, and it's because of David's behavior. Also, I read today that not only did he shoot their dog, but he beat it against their deck beforehand. <gasps> so I'm very sh- traumatized and shook up. Ew, okay, and I've gotten to the point where I've like stopped reading uh, actual articles on the story. Like I can kind of only tolerate reading headlines because the articles themselves are truly that too disturbing. Just like shit like that. Yeah, I wasn't planning on reading it, but it was in another article about them losing their kids, and Mm -hmm. it was shocking and disturbing, to say the least. Yeah, that's really fucked up. Um, So yeah, now they've lost custody of all four of their kids, and it's all because of him. But this dumb bitch won't leave him. Won't leave him. And then she even, like, they went to court, and she even, like, made a statement, and she said, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do in order to get my kids back. And it's like, well, you'd need to leave, leave him. him. That's the yeah. one thing that you would need to do. That's the one thing you won't do. And that's why I put in my notes, Alexa, play Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> of that song that's like, I'll, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. But I won't do that. Yeah, just leave your shit ass husband. Yeah, like, he beat your dog and then shot it to death, and then now you have all four of your kids gone, but you're like, oh, but I'm gonna stay together, and, like, we're gonna make it work. I feel so bad for her kids. I feel good for them, because, you know what, at least they're out of the house, and (laughs) hopefully can live a better life. I mean, true. Because they're not, like, in foster care, they're with relatives, so... With Barbara. Barbara. Um, so, yeah, that's fucking disgusting. And then I don't know if you saw the clip of the preview for Teen Mom 2 Reunion. No, no, because I, I don't watch it anymore. Oh, so there's, like, a clip going around. And so, you know the host, Nessa? She's been, like, the host of, like, the shows when it's, like, not just Dr. Drew. Yes. So she is married to... um. Colin Kaepernick sorry just drew a blank you guys I'm truly so sick she's married to um, Colin Kaepernick in real life and I literally had no idea that Colin Kaepernick was married neither did I but they're married and so Janelle had like been posting throughout the past year just like terrible things about him on her Twitter and like Facebook and everything Uh huh. and so and like you know (laughs) She's known Nessa for years, for however long the show's been done on. Yeah, and they had like a cordial relationship, and so on stage, Nessa confronts her like very calmly, 
and was like, I just want to ask you like about why would you say these things about my husband? And then Janelle plays so stupid. You'll have to watch the clip. It's infuriating. Janelle plays so stupid. And she was like, who's your husband? And she's like, Colin Kaepernick. And she's like, I don't know who that is. And she was like, you tweeted about him numerous times, like very foul things like about my family. And she was like, I don't even know who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. I never did that. And oh then she my was like, gosh. She was like, yes, you did. And she was like, I never did that. And then on the screen behind them, she was like, these are the tweets. And like, it's like from Janelle's account. And she was like, I've never seen that. I've never seen those. And then she starts like, and like Nessa's like very calm. She's like, you know, I just like want to talk this out and say like, to give you like an idea of what he stands for and like that you're saying bad things about my family and you're like spreading lies. And, like, false narratives about my family. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, very calm. Not even, like, threatening. Not even, like, very confrontational. She's just pretty calm. And Janelle just keeps denying that she ever wrote that. Even though they're, like, literally on the screen right behind her. And then she starts, like, hysterically sobbing. And then, like, storms off stage. What the hell? Yeah. And so then Dr. Drew has to go out there. And she was, like, I've been having so many health problems. And so then I come on the show and the first thing that happens is she attacks me and he's like, she's not attacking you. She's just asking you like to explain to yourself. And she's like, everyone's attacking me. I, and he was like, she's not attacking you. You know, she's just saying that, like, why are you saying these things about her husband? And then she was like, you know, I'm going through some shit too. And he was like, okay, but like, why were you saying all these things? <laughs> And so they have to, like, have her come out on stage, but she won't go on stage unless she brings Barbara with her. And she's like, I only came out here to say that I didn't write those things. You know, I have people post on my account for me. And oh, so God. it wasn't me. You are not that important, sweetheart. Yeah. And also, like, who's, like, people, like, PR people would post on your account for, like, marketing things, not for, like, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. They'd <laughs> like, post, like, hey, take this sugar bear hair. Except it's not cool enough to be Sugar Bear Hair because she can't get that type of spawn. So it's like, so it's like Sugar Horse Hair. (laughs) Like off brand. (laughs) Sugar Horse. (laughs) Honey Horse Hair. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so she was like, and I didn't write those things. People wrote them for me. But yeah, it's like, what PR person's like, I'm going to write a hateful post about Colin Kaepernick again on Janelle Evans' account. Someone who hates their client. <laughs> so <you> may <laughs> and she was like, I don't even know anything about what he stands for, like what he does. And she was like, isn't he like the guy who kneels at football games? And Dr. Drew was like, yeah, to protest police brutality. And then she was like, well, I didn't even know that. Like, I know, I know David hates him because he kneels at football games. Oh my God. And so it's like you push in multiple multiple things on your account throughout the year against him but you have no idea who he is or what he stands for and then she was like Nessa was like okay well whether you posted it or not it's on your account and you're responsible for what goes onto your account and you're spreading false lies about my husband and I just wanted to know why and then she just like has a meltdown and it's like bitch (laughs) god I'm gonna have to start watching teen mom again Except I don't want to. I don't like, I don't want to give her like the satisfaction, but it's just so, it's like, it's like a train wreck. I know. It's a mess. She's a mess. And this was before she got fired. And so she said something like, <coughs> excuse me, she said something like that 
her season sucks because they can't film at her house anymore because obviously David had already gotten fired from the show. And oh, he told yeah. The, yeah, and he told the MTV producers that if they came to his house that he was going to jump in every shot. And so they haven't been able to film at her house. I guess they've been filming with at Barbara's. Yeah. And she was like, <coughs> I'm sorry. She was like, um, if we continue to do this, we'll work something out for you guys. Because I want to continue to do the show. And this was like filmed like a few months before she got fired. <laughs> I mean, no kidding. She still wants to do the show because she still wants that check. Yeah. And so she, 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 she dug her own grave. And she didn't even know it yet. Oh, no. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Well, I, I, she needs help. Yeah. I do think it's good that she's not off the show and you make a good, I mean, that she's not on the show and you do make a good point that it's good that her kids are in like safe situations with their relatives. But like, ugh, I don't know. I kind of, I hope she doesn't go off the deep end now that she's like off the show. Yeah. But you know, like, I don't want to sound like a bad person, but like, I truly just like don't care. Like she's had everyone in the world who's like close to her try to help her get her life together and she's always the victim in every situation she can never take responsibility even with this Colin Kaepernick stuff when they have literal receipts in front of her she yeah. still can't even take responsibility so like I truly just don't even care if she goes off the deep end I'm like you know what you play the victim in your own life but you continue to make terrible des- decisions and now they're affecting children and like little animals I don't care what happens to you yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, it's really just this guy. Like, she's always been, you know, she's kind of loony on her own. But this guy's clearly just, like, dangerous. And she needs to get away from him. Well, every person she dates is dangerous. I mean, Nathan was dangerous. Um, Her boyfriend before was dangerous. Or her husband, I guess, whatever he was. Kifa? Kifa was like the wait, least dangerous was, of them all. I know. Who would have thought? Um, wait, who was her husband before Nathan? Um, he was never on the show because it was when she got addicted to heroin and she was kind of like MIA. But then uh, she came back on the show and she like went to jail and so did he. And then she had to get an abortion and a divorce while they were, he was in jail. Oh, that's right. I kind of remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought that Kiefer would come out on top during all this? Yeah, that he was like the good one. Wow. I mean, Kiefer literally got um, thrown in jail for, like, running a meth lab. So, we're not saying that he's a peach or anything, but... In comparison. But, you know, a meth lab isn't killing puppies. No. Um, And then in other news, so, I don't know if anybody knows or cares about the 90s musician Moby. (laughs) I certainly don't. Um, That's a hard no from me, but this story is worth talking about. Although I will say when I moved into my new apartment, the the caption for my door was a Moby song. So, Uh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) because my door is blue, whatever. Um, So he wrote a memoir, which I'm like, who asked you for that? (laughs) Does anybody listen to Moby outside of like... I could say the same to Lamar Odom, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Although, I've grown to read that, but we'll get to that. 
But like, Same. has anybody like cared about Moby since the year like two thousand three at the latest, and that's even a stretch? Nope. No. <laughs> um. So he wrote a memoir. Who knows why? You know that that um, like clip from Real Housewives of Atlanta when they keep saying, "Who said that? Who said that? Who said that?" <laughs> that's why I'm like, "Who wants that? Who asked for that? Who asked yeah. for that?" Yeah. Um, and in it, he claimed that he dated Natalie Portman when she was 18 and he was 33. <sighs> Which I saw an already... article. I saw an article that was like based on the years of like when they're saying it happened. Like she wasn't even 18, but I think that's getting that's probably getting too technical. But still, she was quite quite young either way. Quite young, and he was 33. Um, so there's already a lot to unpack right there, but we're just going to throw that suitcase to the side and move on to the next one. Um, and so when it, the book came out, all this like stuff came out that he was like claiming that he dated her and Natalie Portman came out and she was like, um, what the fuck? No, I was 18 years old. He was 33. He was friendly to me and I was polite back. And then I eventually just put distance between us because he started to be a creep. Mm-hmm. And I realized that he was, like, being a creep towards me as an 18-year-old. And so then I just stopped contact with him altogether. But we never dated. I was just being polite. Which is, like, ugh, what, what woman in the world has not been there? I know. That's, like, the most relatable thing I've ever heard. And, of course, he just fucking took it as them dating. Dating? <laughs> oh. And so then he comes back and was like, I'm not sure why she's denying our relationship, but it happened. Um, and then he, like, releases photos of them that he thinks is, like, proof, but it's just, like, photos of them standing next to each other. It looks like a, like a meet, meet and greet at Comic-Con. Yeah, like, they have, she, they have, like, their arms around each other's, like, shoulders and shit. It's, like, the least, least chemistry in one picture that I've ever seen besides that super awkward like april levine meet and greet (laughs) (laughs) you mean melissa yes yes that's why um so then yeah so he then he just like wouldn't drop it and so then everyone on the internet was like bro like you look (laughs) terrible regardless if she's denying or not because you were 33 and she had literally just graduated high school so like why and also he didn't ask her if it was okay for him to put this in his book which you're supposed to do, which I'm like, who published that book? I know, I know. And it's like, excuse me, we'll get to this in another story that we're going to talk about. But it's like, who approves this shit? Like, who thinks that this is a good idea? This book? Well, like, what publishing company doesn't have fact checkers? What publishing company wants to publish a Moby memoir? <laughs> That's true. I guess the one that can't afford fact checkers, because like, in the normal world of publishing, like, you wouldn't even be able to put something in that. Like, you wouldn't even be able to put that story in that book without yeah, getting fact checked. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, who did all of this? Like, and so that's, like, also why Natalie Portman was mad. Because she was like, no one even came to me to ask me if this is true. Yeah. Which is I like mean, this also, could have like, easily pre- been prevented if people were just doing their jobs. Yeah, and that's also really scummy of him, too, to not even ask people's permission to be like, yeah, I dated her, and it's like, cool, no, now it's your word against hers, and it's like, in this book forever. hmm Yeah, and so he has now since, uh, I'll put heavy quotation marks around, apologized, 
because he didn't apologize and say that he lied. All he's saying is that he's sorry that he put it in the book without her permission and that maybe he should have acted more acted more responsibly as a 33-year-old back in the day. I mean, yeah. But also, no. <laughs> but hey, Moby, no. <laughs> Moby, this is why no one cares about you. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my and god, wait, if he if he was 30 back then, is he like literally 60 now? And by 60, I mean 50. <laughs> I was going to say, I think he's in his 50s. <laughs> um, And like Natalie Portman is like now a gigantic star. And it's like, well, you know what, Moby? Take a chapter out of her fucking book. That's what happens when you mind your own goddamn business. For real. So, but that's all I have to say. Yeah, that was a weird, oh, it's weird story. I I mean, I'd say I believe Natalie on this one. Oh, obviously. But, yeah, so. That's, that's going to be a no be. from us. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then speaking of memoirs, it's the memoir week, Memorial Day weekend. Memoir. Memoir. Mem- Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys, we have fun here. Um, <laughs> Lamar Odom, Chloe Kardashian's ex-husband of Lammy and Coco, came out with a new memoir this week, and it is called From Darkness to Light. And woo, child, so the ghetto. Woo, child, the ghetto. Um... Um, I guess I guess I'll start by saying I am kind of conflicted on this one because, like I said, who is approving this shit? And like I said about Janelle, I don't like giving these type of people like the support on their platform. But I kind of want to read it. <laughs> I want to read it too. I didn't want to read it at first until. Uh, I like got a sneak peek of the stories that are in here, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's like, I don't wanna, juicy." I, I don't want to give him the support by purchasing his book. If yeah. someone had it and read it near me and offered it to me when they were done, I would accept. Do I want to buy this? No. Will I buy it eventually when it comes out in paperback? Probably. Will I sit at the bookstore for five hours and just read it there and not pay for it? catch me there <laughs> that's a good idea i'll just go to the bookstore like once a week for a few hours until I <laughs> just here for my weekly odom <laughs> <laughs> um so in some of the stories in the book are one he claims that he has had sex with over two thousand women two thousand i don't even know two thousand people in my life i don't even think i've met two thousand people I mean, I guess I believe it. Ew. Well, first of all, how does he know? Like, how do you, how do you literally count that high when it comes to that? I don't know. Like, I literally don't know. Like, it's just a ballpark. Maybe he's just like, oh, I've had sex with one woman every day for the last however many years. So that gets to be more than 2,000. Oh, I guess that's probably true. Like, he knows that he had sex every day. 
Maybe, yeah. 2,000? That's I mean, an insane number to me. I mean, he's a literal sex addict, so I guess that makes sense that he would need to have sex every day. And he's only, and he's did it for a number of years. Who has the time? Um, and he said that he has paid for dozens of abortions with these women. Oh my god. Because he says that he, most of the women he's had sex with, he had unprotected sex. Unprotected oh sex my with 2,000 women. That just gives me so much anxiety and I just want to ask these women why. Why? I want to be like, Chloe, are you okay? Like, have you been checked? I mean, oh my god. I forget I forget that Chloe's one of those women after all this. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's been so long. Dude, that's why I'm like, I will tell the story um, that of my mom's coworker back in the day. This is why I'm like, never, unless you're like trying for pregnancy and you've been tested with your spouse, I'm like, use fucking condoms every single time you have sex. Because back in the day, my mom's coworker got cheated on, like her husband cheated on her with another woman. Ugh. And that woman had herpes and passed her herpes to her husband and then that woman got herpes and that's how she found out her husband was cheating on her is because she got herpes and herpes is for fucking life oh gosh you guys use protection even with your spouse even with your spouse that's I mean that's devastating I I don't know I mean I feel like there's no way that Lamar doesn't have something after all that. And I'm like, well, how does Chloe not have something? She probably had sex with him millions of times without protection. <sighs> I'm worried about Rue. Her. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's I guess that's I guess this is none of our business realistically. I just want people to all be safe and healthy. Same. But Same. but also Lamar is making it our business, which is why. I feel icky about this whole thing because when you go out and saying shit like that, it just obviously leaves it open for speculation like this. So exactly. And it's none of our business. It's not, but it's a good lesson to always wear protection. Birth control is not enough. Ladies. We're not just protecting ourselves for getting pregnant. You gotta protect yourself against diseases. Wear protection. Um, Yes. So what else did he say? He said Tell that also one night at the, he was at the Roosevelt with two strippers. The Roosevelt is this not you, Megan, the listeners. The Roosevelt is this old hotel. This like old glamorous hotel. It was like built in the twenties. That's in Los Angeles. Um, and he was there with two strippers and at midnight pounding on the door, he opens it and it's Chloe, Chris and Chris's security team. And oh, Chloe apparently jumped on one of the strippers and started beating the shit out of her. And the security team had to pull Chloe off the stripper. And then they snuck Lamar out of the back and the security t- team cleaned up the drugs from the hotel room. And that was that. I mean, I 100% believe that. Yeah. And then he also made a claim. And this is like a claim that really. And I don't blame off. Chloe, by the way. Oh, hell no. I feel really sad for Chloe. Like, 
knowing that all that we know now, I feel so sad for her. I mean, I felt, felt sad for her the whole time, but now I'm, like, really, like, oh, my God. Same. But that's also why you don't marry someone 10 days after you meet them. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so many levels. Um, he also claims that Chris never cared about him and that she only cared about his brand, which really pisses me off because I feel like that family has done so much for him. And he said like multiple times throughout the book that they're all about their brand. And it's like, yeah, they care a lot about their brand, but they also have done so much for you. Like they literally stopped production of their show when you were found almost dead in a brothel and like paid for your new house and all flew out there and like canceled like work stuff to go see you. The hospital, even though you had been estranged from Chloe for, like, over a year. Yeah, I mean, you you literally almost died. And Chloe, the woman who you have wronged in so many ways, pretty much just, like, dropped her life to be by your side and make sure that you got, like, back on your feet. And here you are going to talk shit. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, Chris cares about her brand, but guess what? It's because she's not going to let, like, some guy who fucked over her daughter... And is, like, addicted to drugs and, like, dying in brothels. Like, ruin what she's built. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she she has to... She's not going to let this guy ruin the career she's built for all of her family. So, it's like, um, she did care about you. She always has. She always tried to get Chloe to talk to you. Like, she was so emotional when you almost died. Like, to say that, like, Chris didn't care about Lamar is, like, so crazy. And I'm like, Lamar... You're still in that victim mentality when it's like you're the only person in the situation that didn't care about you. Mm-hmm. And that's that on that. Yep. So who's going to buy it so we don't have to? <laughs> Send the book, um, the e version, to <laughs> the yeah. DM it. Gmail <laughs> <laughs> so that we don't have to buy the book, but we can also share it at the same time. Um, and then in Game of Thrones news, I just figured I'd throw this in there because we didn't talk about how Game of Thrones ended because me and Megan don't watch it and we don't care, but I was so happy that it was over so I could stop giving a shit. Yeah. Um, but Kit I Harrington... did read recaps of how it ended. Why? I don't know. I don't know who these people are, but then again, I do <laughs> because I don't live under a rock. Yeah. And I will say, like here's the thing i'm glad it's over so people can stop fucking talking about it although it not has not happened yet um and but i will say like i i admire every like thing that went into it it's an incredibly well-made show that there was a ton of work that went into it and like a lot of great storytelling it's just yeah. not my thing yeah like i'll be the what yeah i'll be the first i don't care i don't just don't care i don't care that's it i just don't care yeah, it's just not my cup of tea, but I can say I can appreciate the work that goes into every episode. Yes. Um, Kit Harrington, who played Jon Snow, is so distraught over the show ending that he has checked himself into a Connecticut wellness retreat. His publicist wanted to be really clear that it's not a rehab. It is mm-hmm. a wellness retreat so that he can get some mental health um, recovery because I guess he's just so distraught over Game of Thrones ending which I completely get because you play this character the like lead of the show he played Jon Snow the lead of the show for years and like millions upon millions of people around the world like devoted their lives to the show 
mm-hmm. and then you just like wake up one day and it's completely over I feel like that would be so that would be really hard and emotional exactly and not only that just also that like a lot of people like millions of people are like talking shit about what you worked so hard to make happen for like the last however many years like yeah. yes he, he didn't he didn't, he didn't write the stuff but obviously he like he's an actor so it's like you he brought this story like to life and now people are just out here like really bagging pretty hard on it and that can't feel good for him no and plus like what a life transition to be like Fake so what do I do fan. now yeah and like even when people love him it's I feel like that's gotta be a burden too because it's like you love this character that I played but who am I outside of the character yeah I feel like either way it's just a lot to handle for him so that's good that he's taking some time um to himself I read the article I read said that like the last time he was this down was when um like I I don't know I I don't fucking know he died on the show he died yeah I guess at some point he died on the show but like came back to life and he said something along the lines of like how hard that was for him but obviously he came back but now there's really no coming back that's gonna be so hard when you play a character for like 10 years and like he you know game of thrones shoots for a long time like a lot of shows will shoot for like three or four months but game of thrones shoots for like nine months of the year or some shit and so like when you play this character for like eight almost 10 straight years it's like yeah i wonder if you do get lost and like who's this character and who am i yeah it's kind of wild i can't yeah i just can't imagine what that feels like so that kind of sucks i hope he's okay me too. But I guess it's a very luxurious Connecticut retreat because it costs $120,000 a month. Shit. Shit. wild. I wish I had that money and I could check myself into a retreat just for like three months. You know what I mean? I do. That would be so lovely. Oh my god, I feel like I'd be a, such a new person at the end. I come out and I'm still just the same crusty bitch. She's also... <laughs> Ew, crusty. He's also married to someone who else who was on the show. Yeah. Not so. that that's just saying. But yeah, that's gotta be hard to go home to and you both are just like, so now what? Yeah, so I guess, I don't know, it's not a big deal, but I guess it kind of is. Like, the whole basis of their relationship revolves around this show, too. Because that's how they met. Yeah, but I guess so that would just... also be nice, though, because you have someone who completely gets it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like being an actor of a show that's, like, so beloved, it has to be so hard. Like, I feel like so rewarding, but so, like, emotionally hard. It's yeah, emotionally never, taxing. Have you ever thought of that? Yeah, it's me either. I hope that he gives people, aka dumbass idiots who are, like, running around starting petitions and shit, a different perspective on stuff like this. Me too. You go, Kit Harrington. Also, he's very cute. Yeah, um, he's so cute. He seems like a. <laughs> from what I've seen of him, like on red carpets and in interviews and stuff, he seems like a very nice person. He does. Little cutie. If I watched the show, I'm sure I'd be very much more into him. But um, guess what? We don't. We don't, and we don't have to because it's over. Boom. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say one very sad news thing, and then I'm gonna move on to the last thing, which is happy. So there's going to be some transitions here. So sorry. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this. I've known this for years because I think it was like in a Teen Vogue magazine. 
But Ashton Kutcher, back in 2001, he was dating this girl. Her name was Ashley Ellerin. And one night he went to go pick her up from a, for a party because she was going to be his date. It was like for a Grammy party or something like that. And he went to her house and he was running late. And so he like rang the doorbell, knocked on the door. No one answered. And so he like peeked in the window because he saw the lights were on. But he said the apartment was messy and that he had seen um, like a huge wine spill. But she had just had like a housewarming party. So he figured like, oh, someone spilled wine, blah, blah, blah. And he figured that she didn't answer because she'd already left for the night or because she was pissed at him for being late. And so then he just left and like went to the party. But in reality, she was there. Um, She had been murdered by a serial killer. The serial killer's name is Michael Gargiulio. Mm -hmm. And his like serial killer name is the Hollywood Ripper. And he had been stalking her for months. They had met because he had helped her change a flat tire and they kind of became like friendly with each other. Then he helped change, like fix her heater. But yeah, he basically broke into her house or maybe he was invited. I'm not sure. And stabbed her 47 times. And then I won't say the other part, but um, so yeah, she was there when Ashley went to go pick her up, but she had been murdered. And so he, this week, testified in the murder trial of the serial killer and i just thought it was some interesting news because i feel like that's something that a lot a lot of people know about yeah Um, i didn't know about this until it recently popped back up in the news that he was going to testify and that's kind of that's wild i know and like the fact that it was like not even just like murdered but it was like a serial killer and the fact that he like had seen her like i feel so sad for him the fact that he like looked in the window and thought it was, like, wine, but it was blood? Like, what the fuck? Ugh. Yeah. Ew. This was back in 2001. I don't know if I said that. Um, so, I mean, it's been a while, but I still feel like that's gotta be very awful. Um, and I'm glad that, even after all this time, he, like, still testified. Yeah. I, I mean, that he's willing to, like, bring up these old, uh, like, traumatic memories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This guy um, had murdered two people, and then he was attempting to murder a third person who was his neighbor, but she got away, and that's how this guy got caught. Um, So, yeah, that's just some sad news. I don't think a lot of people know that Ashton Kutcher had a girlfriend that was murdered, but it was, like, almost 20 years ago. But still, I feel so sad for him. He is, like, truly such a good guy. Wait, that's exactly what I was going to say next, is just how much I love Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) Yeah. He's such a good guy. If you guys don't know about his, um, I think it's called Thorn. Is that what it's called? He has, he has a whole company that like works with the FBI to catch, um, pedophiles. And he's done like incredible work. Like not even like, oh, I'm a celebrity. My name's on this. Like, no, he is like literally kind of given up acting to just run this program that is like literally used by the FBI he like created it and he like does all of the grunt work. Like he goes and he like sees all this horrific video footage and like photos. He like ha- helps track these people down. He like goes to the sites where they get, get caught. Like he does all of like the grunt work and like the terrible work that goes into like catching pedophiles. And he's caught like thousands of pedophiles now. I think it's called Thorn. I, I feel bad if it's not what it's called, but 
it's incredible the work that he does if you guys are ever interested I, I highly recommend looking it up yeah and he does so much and he like donated two million dollars to like Ellen DeGeneres's wildlife you know refuge and yeah he does a bunch of other shit for a bunch of other shit that I should know more about so sorry for being vague but he's just like a very good person who is kind of I mean back in the day he had a lot of potential to just end up being a douche for life 100 percent. and he's just really such like a kind well-rounded person at this point and him I and Nila are just so damn cute and they're precious and their little wife oh! um to circle back it is called thorn and it was started by him and former girlfriend demi moore Oh, yeah. So, I, you guys, I, I'm not even just saying this because I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to be like, bring it up. But I truly recommend that you guys check it out because, like, the amount of work that they've done is like insane. Um, to help and child predators. So, very cool stuff. He's just such a good person. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. He's just good, and he's still hot. He is, even in that little weird mustache he was donned today while on trial. <laughs> okay, that was hot, though. <laughs> um, I... Definitely my type. Um, mustaches like that are right up my alley. Um, and then to end on some happy news, I know it's kind of a switch, but because of that one week where I ended something on like a bad note, I don't ever want to do that again because that felt so weird. Yeah. So... Miley Cyrus is coming out with a new album this month. Actually, Yay! in two days. Um, it's called She Is Coming. And it is released on May 31st. I'm very excited. I really love Miley Cyrus music. I think that um, she's pretty underrated. Like I feel like her personality kind of overshadows how much musical talent she has sometimes. But right. she's very talented. She has like a beautiful voice. And like a great, just like creative spirit. So I'm very excited for this album. The promo she's been doing are very intriguing. And hopefully it's just as good as Bangers because Bangers was a banger album. I know. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, and then she's also going to be a main character in an episode of Black Mirror where she plays a futuristic pop star who I believe his name is Ashley. Yeah, I've been looking at some like teasers for that and I'm not really a uh I'm not really a Black Mirror fan, but I'm going to have to give that one a watch. I know, I might read that one. Um oh my god. I'll tell you this in a second. I might not read that one. I might watch that one. I don't like watching Black Mirror. I watched Black Mirror the first season when it first came out and then it just like every episode just made me feel bad and then I was kind of like, wait, I don't have to watch this. And so then um, I just kept exactly. watching it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've said this a million times. But, like, I don't like to watch TV that's upsetting. I like to watch TV that's kind of fun and, like, mindless. So that one is can be a little much for me. I watched, like, the first episode ever of Black Mirror, which everyone knows is, like, super iconic and so disturbing. And then, like, kind of happened in real life. Huh? It, like, kind of happened in real life. The pig? Yeah, with the prime minister. Oh, my God. What? 
I'll tell you after this podcast. Okay. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that was kind of like a shock value. So it was one thing. But then a lot of the other episodes I've watched just don't really do it for me. And given I've only watched a few, but not really doing it for me. However, I will make an exception for Miley Cyrus to see what her deal is all about. Yeah, Miley Cyrus is a pop star. Okay, I'm in. But yeah, yeah, I think Black Mirror, to be honest, is like a little ridiculous for the most part because it's like, oh my God, your cell phones and technology are killing you and we're going to destroy this earth. Which is like, I'm the person who doesn't even like technology, so you'd think that'd be like right up my alley. But like, it's not because I'm like, no, it's not. Like, like you guys are being so dramatic. Like, it's just... It's just, like, too ridiculous for me, and it's too much of a fear-mongering for me, especially when it's, like, pretty hypocritical, because it's, like, well, Black Mirror, we're watching this on a streaming app, <laughs> like, on our phones or on our computers. Like, we're literally watching this show mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. these devices, so, like, stop being like, oh, my God, it's killing you, but watch this show on these things. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and people get really into that, like, whole, like, meta shit, and I'm just like, you guys aren't cool. I think it's just, like, people who want to believe that there's, like, more to the world than there actually is. And it's, like, well, wake up, people. The world's already fucked up as it is. Like, you don't have to, like, make believe these conspiracy theories. Because, like, just look around and, like, it's shitty. Like, there's nothing hidden. It's just shitty. So, it's, like, right. you don't have to, like, be, like, oh, my God. Are we one day going to have, like, these memory cards and I can catch my partner cheating and I'll be paranoid and kill myself? And I'm, like, Black Mirror, like, just reel it in. Like, there's already too much happening. Just stop. Agree. Anyways, that's me. You guys didn't know this, but I'm very anti-Black Mirror and I'm going to be protesting. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so I told Megan before we started that they've been working on my water. So yesterday I came home from work sick at like noon. And I had gotten, like, an email the day before that was, like, hey, we're turning off the water at 9 to, like, fix this emergency pipe situation, but it should be back in a few hours. So when I came home, well, it was, like, closer to 1. So I came home, and they were, like, the water, like, the water room thing is, like, right directly across the hall from me. And they were still working on it. And they, so then I couldn't take a shower because I was, like, oh, I'm going to go home, take a shower, and then take a nap. Uh So I couldn't take a shower. And then they were drilling into the pipes right outside my door. Mm-hmm. But I was able to fall asleep because that's just how sick I was. And so then today, oh, and then the water didn't come back on until 7 p.m. <laughs> and it was, they started at 9. Oh, God. And so then today, I, like, went to go take a shower before me and Megan recorded this. And the water's just ice cold. I, like, left my shower running for 10 minutes and it never changed. So I emailed the person. I was like, do we no longer have access to hot water? And he replied back, hey, man. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who you are talking to? (laughs) Hey, man. Hey. (laughs) I had an email. I'm just going to respond. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Thanks, girl. I'm going to respond. Thanks, girl. Girly. His His name's Michael. Thanks, girl. Um, I had to like email a, a therapist the other day for work, and mm-hmm. I get that my name is like like non gender, like it's Morgan, like any gender can have that name. 
Uh-huh. Um, and I was but like, it's definitely like, more female focused. Yeah. And I was emailing and the the therapist wrote me back, Mr. Legler. <laughs> and then I had to call her to like answer a question because I was like, I'm just gonna call her. This oh, is God. too complicated. And she was like so, so, so apologetic. She was like, first of all, I need to apologize for calling you Mr. But I was Aww. like, I don't care. That was nice that she said that. <laughs> I know. It was so sweet. She was like, I'm mortified. And I was like, no, like, I have, like, a non-gender name. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, you don't know. <laughs> Anyways, that's my fun story for the day. I'm so glad we ended this podcast on a very exciting note. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't showered in two days is what I'm telling you guys. When's it going to go back on? When did he say? Hey, man. That's it? That's all he said? I had to get a I had to get a whole new boiler. It is in and running hot water will be going soon. Sorry for the delay. A small job turned into a huge one, but I stayed 14 hours and got it done. Damn. Well, I mean, we didn't ask for your life story, bro. We just wanted to know <laughs> if you're going to have hot water or not. Oh, he sent me a second email. Just been just finished installing new boiler. Should be hot in an hour or so. Is this your new bestie? Are you guys pen pals now? We're dating. <laughs> He's probably like right outside my window right now. <laughs> and like not in a creepy way, as in like the door to the building. Yeah, right next to my window, and my window's open. <laughs> um. Other than that, guys, to end you guys on a fun note, I'm gonna take a shower. So there's some imagery for you. I know this this nasally mucus-filled voice is kind of doing things for you guys. Um, I hope to have a Bachelorette episode up on Sunday. I know I told you guys I was going to do it last Sunday, but I said tentatively, and I meant it because Sunday I was dying, um, and I could not watch The Bachelor because I couldn't even focus on where I was in the world. And... So I hope to have a, a episode up on this Sunday. I'm feeling better. I know my voice sounds like the opposite, but I am feeling better. So I have all the episodes to catch up on, and I hope to give you guys an update and then keep on a repetitive Sunday path. I'm not falling into my old ways where I don't record on Sundays, which is why the reason that we had to switch to Wednesdays with Megan in order to keep me accountable. You guys, I'm not doing my old ways again, I swear. It's just I truly was like one foot in the grave on Sunday and could not even pick up my phone to even watch The Bachelor. So, I mean, I said it before, but this season's kind of good. I'm actually really excited because I've been seeing things on Twitter and I do really want to watch. So I promise you guys this Sunday I will record The Bachelor episode. I don't know if Megan will be there or not, but it will be out on Sunday as long as I don't die from the flu tentatively um we have faith I have I have faith as well because this is the first day in almost a week that I don't have a fever so I think things are on the up and up you Um, give me fever ooh I might make a playlist for Spotify but I guess I'll let you guys know on Sunday if I do that I do make killer playlists I will say that it's something about myself that is true um and other than that you can follow us on instagram it's pop culture twine podcast on there sometimes we get a troll or two and it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and um 
If you're listening on iTunes, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. We another, got another review today about me and Megan's friendship and how it's so beautiful. <laughs> yes. Although it's probably sarcastic because it was from my best friend, Jose. That's um, nice. But it was still a very nice review. And so, yeah, you guys, I do read the reviews, and I think they're so funny. So I love when you guys leave them. Please leave one. And then other than that, me and Megan will be back together next Wednesday to hopefully not discuss Janelle Evans anymore. Oh, and my God. A, we can only new, hope. <laughs> with a new icebreaker question. Do you guys have any icebreaker questions you want us to ask each other? Slide into my DMs. Megan, floor is yours. Lasting ending words. What will they be? Oh my gosh, the pressure, so much pressure. Um, 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 I don't, good night. <laughs> I don't know. All right, my ending words are gonna be my face isn't the only fake thing about me. Good night, Megan. Oh, yeah, my mine is about napping hard, so I'm about to go nap hard. We live the real housewives' lives, truly. Okay, girly, catch you next week. Bye. Bye.